Greetings and welcome to The Obelisk. This is a show that Nish and I recorded back in August of 2022 and I lost it. <laughs> but I've since found it and I'm pu we're putting it out as a pre-record. Uh, the guest is Bart Sabrell. Bart is an award-winning filmmaker, writer, and investigative journalist who has been producing television programs, documentaries, music videos, TV commercials, and stage plays for over 35 years. Starting at the age of 18, hosting his own television talk show. Sabrell has owned five production companies, been employed by two of the three major networks, worked as a television news reporter, and produced videos shown on ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, TLC, USA, and BET. Bart has also appeared as a seasoned actor on the stage and screen over 500 times. Hope you enjoy this show. We had a good time and we're going to have Bart back next month in February for some new information on uh, the moon landing stuff because his original confidential sources have since passed away and he can now safely share that information so that should be good and i think we've got a scoop on that so hope you enjoy the show and let us know what you think thanks a lot bart welcome to the show oh thank you glad <laughs> to be here <laughs> Hi, Bart. It's nice to meet you. Yes. Likewise. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well. I was on your, uh, is it Brighteon? Yeah, I was on, I don't go to Brighteon very much. I'm usually over at the other ones, but I am liking Brighteon. And so I was just checking out your uh, important world events yesterday. So that was a goodie. Yes, I've been stockpiling that information for quite a while. And uh, seemed like it was about time to put one out there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you open with a banger. I'd been talking about uh, the time thing from the beginning as well. And just from the list of ingredients we had. And it's such a hard thing for people to process. It, I, I can't believe just the amount of people I lost, you know, that decided not to listen or be in my audiences anywhere over over just talking about how the certain ingredients in these jabs have a timeline you know prions and then of course mrna which is gene altering and just all of it all the depth everything we found out and it's just sad to me that so many people would turn away or burn bridges because of this information, which really breaks down to a lack of due diligence in understanding what little we did know about the juice and the little we did find out. And so I don't know if people are just numb. They don't want to face the truth. They feel uh, hoodwinked. I'm not sure, but it has been illuminating to see how easily people will kill a messenger these days nobody wants to be wrong mm -hmm. they just double mm. down 
May I ask what I, I haven't <clears throat> I haven't watched that video yet. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, uh, for maybe our Bart, you should bring it. in. So he starts in with um, oh I, I don't have my notes here, and I did just get up. I can't even think of her name. It's the very start of his recent one with that doctor. What is her name? I guess I could go. I think back it's Dolores it. Cahill. Oh, Dolores yes, Cahill. They, yeah, it's yeah. Dolores. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Says everyone's going to die in three to five years. Which is what I've been saying. Yeah. From the beginning. She's been saying that for a long time. So there's a couple other doctors who've been saying the same thing. Many. It's no, it's many. It's yeah. lots. Because if you factor in the actual stuff we have learned, that's in there and it's so it's a what if if this stuff is in fact true that we've heard from credible people uh then then these are kind of the general pathways it's not like like even with prions where mm. where do you not see a good ending with prions disease oh, that alone not even talking about the rest of it so it, it's some sort of weird self-protective bubble psychological blackout ptsd with the the shock and awe of this mass trauma event where people can't face the fact of what they've done and the reality of how dark that could play out in the end well i have a close friend or should i say had a close friend who i warned uh, not to get the injection. The first thing that made me suspicious when this whole thing started was I got a flyer uh, inviting people who were in quote phase one. And I noticed it was identical to Hitler's useless eaters list. Mm. They wanted the elderly, the obese, the diabetic, mm -hmm. the handicapped, the people with heart conditions, those are the people that they, congratulations, were giving the shot to first. And of course, Bill Gates uh, said, uh, because the Bible says, out of the overflowing of the heart, the mouth cannot help but to speak. He said one of the ways to lower the populations is with vaccines. Now, if the guy is very pro lowering the population, which he has said multiple times, why would he promote a medicine that would save the lives of hundreds of millions of people? And so I had my closest friend uh, meet multiple of those criteria. He was like high blood pressure, obese, diabetic, a senior citizen. And I said, do not get that. Do not mm -hmm. get it. And then I sent him a link of the former vice president of Pfizer. I think his name is Eden. Yes. And him saying, look, I worked there. They're corrupt. I left because they're corrupt. These are dangerous injections. Do not get it. I texted him that on his phone and I let a few days go by and I said, did you look at that link? And he said, no. And I said, <laughs> why not? And then he said, because I did not want to get talked out of it. Oh my God. And then he got the shot. He became so deathly ill immediately afterwards. He said it was the biggest mistake of his life. And he was dead a few weeks after that. Oh I've known of four people, four, who got the shot out of fear of dying of COVID, and they absolutely died because of the shot. They were immediately sick afterwards, hospitalized immediately afterwards, and died immediately afterwards. Four of them. Now, 
it's interesting because the Bible says 365 times, one for every day of the year, do not fear. In fact, Romans 14 says anything without faith is sin. So seeing how fear is the opposite of faith, the Bible says that fear is sin. So people got these shots out of fear of dying of COVID, and that fear killed them. Just as gravity works for everybody, you let go of something and it's going to fall downward. I think God built our spiritual realm here and physical realm that if you make decisions out of fear, it will 100% of the time bite you in the butt. And what you fear will happen because really everything is faith. You have faith that the plane will take off and land safely or you have faith that it will crash. You see what I'm saying? And it's it's depending on what you focus on. And I, I don't know that it's exactly this cut and dry. However, the Bible talks about people deliberately choosing to believe a lie in the last days multiple times. And it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. But what's the definition of pride? Pride is simply, like Jerry said, the unwillingness to be wrong. Mm -hmm. And humility is the willingness to be wrong. So these people were coerced out of fear. Now, if someone has a deep belief in God, and their intent every day is to stay faithful because of false doctrine and false Christianity is once saved, always saved. You can be baptized and then go back into sinning. That the Bible says multiple times that is not true at all. In fact, Jesus said to believers, the love of most believers will grow cold in the last days. Mm. He who holds to the very end will be saved. So if you have a belief in God and the afterlife, then it doesn't really matter if you die, does it? So the majority of the world, at least the society that follows all the social media, they do not believe in God. 75% of freshmen who enter college believing in God don't believe in God the following year because that's what they're trained to do. So if you don't believe in God, all that you have is this life, and you will do whatever it takes to live for one more minute. And if you're convinced that you might die of COVID, then you're going to do everything. I mean, the idea that you have to have four shots within two years for the medicine to work <laughs> is an admission that it doesn't work. I mean, I grew up, I got the polio vaccine. I remember getting it in the first grade. It was this little gun. It did a little circle, you know, yes. on my arm. I think it's still there. Yeah. And throughout all of vaccine human history, one shot lasts your whole life. Once you get chicken pox, you don't get it again. Once you get measles, you don't get it again. Once you get a polio vaccine, you don't need another. So the idea that you need three boosters within an 18 month period is three admissions that it doesn't work. I mean, it, it's like buying a car and you drive it off the showroom, the engine falls out, you skid off the road, you hit a tree, you break a leg and you say, what a great car, at least it didn't kill me. And then you go out and you buy the same car again. The engine falls out, you swerve off the road, you hit a tree and you break your arm 
and you say, what a good car, at least it didn't kill me. And I met an elderly person who got four shots, got COVID anyway, and says, what a great shot, at least I didn't die from COVID. I know, I've <laughs> seen that's so like many of those. Because that's what they're parroting back. It's mind boggling. And I, I don't know, I mean, does this, does this you know, battle that uh, Nish spoke of, I mean, the Bible says there will be conflict inside people's homes. Yes, that will be the conflict in the last days. Maybe this has something to do with being awake, asleep, truth, believing in God, not believing in God, pride or humility. I, I mean, I talked to a professor at a university and I showed him proof after proof after proof that the moon landings were fake. And he said, there's nothing I could say that would convince him that was that the moon missions were fake. And then I said, well, what if you saw on national TV, Neil Armstrong tearing up and confessing, I'm sorry, we did fake it. Please forgive me. The professor said, I still think we went. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's teaching university. I know that's what's so scary. It It's mind boggling, Bart, where we are collectively, but we were promised through, if nothing else, the uh, motion of all this through all these great uh, stories and parables that we were going to be approaching a time that was a revealing time, the great revelation. And we certainly have not been let down with that promise in these well, last few years. Yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit is called a counselor, a comforter, and the spirit of truth. It's interesting. I mean, you can go to church and not be saved, and you cannot go to church and be saved. So I had conflict within my own church. People did not see that they were being deceived. Mm-hmm. Did they... Were they one of those people attending church without the Holy Spirit? I don't know. I I can't help but think about something like that, that this has something to do with having the spirit of truth within you. See, this is, it's, no, it's separating the water bar. And (laughs) And it really is the the sold, those with souls. Yeah, Yeah, I call them the insults. 144,000. It's, it's interesting to watch all this unfold, and it's the same thing, basically, what you're saying, that I was just putting my head in my palms recently because we see that mayor of New York pushing drinking tap water. I've never in my entire life seen a politician pushing drinking tap water, and then what is it? It's not even three, two weeks later or something that they are all in an uproar over in that same area in New York about polio in the water. So you have a politician pushing, drinking the tap water, making a commercial and, and that spreading around New York city. And then you have presto polio in the water. Now it's type two polio. There are three types and type two is the kind that way you can have three vaccines. Well, they get that type two, <laughs> type two polio is the kind that cut is from the vaccine. Vaccine so that, induced polio. Yeah. yeah. And so you, you know, that's another little clue, another little breadcrumb that this was actually intentional. That's the kind that, uh, 
proliferated in Africa after the Gates vaccines came out. Yes, yes. And of course, we know we know if we go back and look at vaccine studies with polio, especially that, I mean, the onslaught of autism and the spectrum that did not exist before all of a sudden starts oh, yeah. to starts <clears throat> to bloom the the polio experience didn't even blow up until people started to get vaxxed and i too received one of those gun shots yeah, me too. in school they lined us right up those things were scary and we're all the same age all three of us so we all got the smallpox vaccine too yeah oh probably was that a big silver gun too it was a scoop. I don't I remember can't. that one. So maybe maybe it. you're a couple of years older than me. I don't remember. But uh, I was born I in sixty. Know. I was born in sixty five. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I skipped that one. I don't know. I but don't uh, I I do know I likely got a bunch of injections when I was an infant that contributed to me having immediate asthma mm-hmm. and allergies yes. as a yep. small child. Yeah. And it's interesting. Gandhi said, I guess in the fifties that vaccines were the most monstrous conception of humankind. He was way ahead of his time. And once I played a poker player, I, there were, I went through a phase maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago where I'd go to these, you know, not for gambling, you'd win a pizza if you got the most chips or something. But I started, you know, trying to play poker and everything. And then I bumped into somebody, hadn't seen in a while, we played a few games and he was so beyond me better. He would do things like double bluff, triple bluff. He did a bluff for me to know that it's a bluff so i would do the opposite but he thought one step further i say all that for the following where the you know the moon landing was faked you can go to sabrell.com s-i-b-r-e-l.com get an audiobook that i read a kindle book or a print book and see all these clips the book has 15 video clips that you can see at sabrell.com for free one of the things i don't talk about in the book because I thought it was just kind of a diversion is who, you know, likely filmed the fake moon landing because someone was in charge of making it look real. Now, I always say, well, what would I would do if I was them? Well, I would hire the best filmmaker on the planet. It's either that or hire the general of the media department at the Pentagon and get amateur results and good security or get professional results and worry about security later and that had to be the decision and what was stanley kubrick doing at the time shooting a film about going to the moon mm-hmm. 2001 a space odyssey <laughs> and then he gets this you know fancy lens from nasa to be able to shoot barry linden with the first film ever shot and uh, completely under natural lighting only because of a nasa lens and so forth and so on and in the course uh the shining there's a little red rum boy with an apollo 11 custom-made shirt on all that to say you may remember his film uh dr strangelove well yes. the the crazy general right he started world war three why because of the fluoridation of water now what better way to make people who say fluoridating water is bad for you look stupid than to have a main character in a popular film go crazy because he thinks that fluoridated water is bad for you. Now, that's like my poker player friend using a double or triple bluff. You see, (laughs) they established that if you think that fluoride is bad for you, you must be crazy. I mean, that's the first word that comes out of people's mouth. If you perceive the truth, you must be crazy. Now, that's a pretty sad world we live in. When you're deceived, when you're hypnotized, 
you're considered sane. And when you are crying out to people to wake up, don't walk off the cliff, you know, sleepwalking, then you're called crazy. To perceive the truth, you're called crazy. And of course, there's multiple studies uh, by Mike Adams of Natural News and other people that talk about how fluoride, believe it or not, actually causes cavities. It does the opposite mm -hmm. of the truth, just like the COVID injections could give you COVID, right? And it's pretty remarkable that the things they build, they, they're such expert liars. Whatever they tell us is the exact opposite of the truth, right? Like the uh, pretty, Inflation pretty Reduction Act, right? Yeah, I mean, dairy apparently is bad for your bones. Mm -hmm. That was promoted by the dairy industry. Uh, you look at an elephant, the largest mammal on earth, with huge calcium tusks mm -hmm. coming out of its head, and it is a vegetarian. Right. right it gets the calcium for those tusks from green plants yes. when you drink when you get it from dairy products you're actually leaching calcium from your bones so what they tell you is the opposite of the truth just mm -hmm. like they originally said cigarettes are good for your throat when in fact they cause throat cancer right. and these are the people we're supposed to trust oh my goodness what can you do so interesting. All, wait, wait, wait. Oh. The, the, sorry. The point about the fluoride and, and being pointed as, I think that's a pervasive thing throughout all of our entertainment media where they'll put something in a movie or in a book and then 10, 20 years later, people will, will espouse that same theory or whatever and, and the general establishment will point back, oh, you're just repeating something you heard from whatever. I think that was a big goal of the X-Files myself. Well, you know, uh, I saw the film Contagion not too long ago yeah. mm -hmm. to, see, to see what it might have done as far as a foreboding about this little scam we've been going through for mm -hmm. two years. And in Contagion, it's very interesting. It the is. heroes are the CDC yep. and the villain is the alternative media person. Yep. And Isn't the, that interesting? And the natural immune person. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Isn't Matt Damon's naturally that. immune to uh, the virus in that movie? It's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. uh, Mike Adams pointed out in, in a couple of articles, there's eight to 15 ingredients that are allowed in food in America, that if you put them in food in Singapore, you'll go to jail for 15 years. <laughs> oh, same, it, same with Russia and other countries. And, and, the, yeah. and these are the agencies we're supposed to trust that they allowed food ingredients that are so toxic that if you put them in food in China and Singapore and Europe, you will go to jail for doing it here. It's perfectly fine. One well, of these apparently right. in Dom Domino's pizza, one of the cheese fillers, you yeah. know, yep. uh, is technically a plastic, but because it's biodegradable <laughs> over, I don't know how many years they say, well, it's okay to swallow that. You know, I remember when I was a kid, uh, I wasn't a big fan of pizza because the cheese was like gum. You know, remember you pull it and it would like be a string for like two feet. Cheese <laughs> doesn't do that anymore, does it? No. It, it not like that. No. You know, I wonder it's, why. It's funny because they put that same ingredient, which is eluding me right now, probably because it's, I just woke up, but it it's probably is, because you ate it. It affects your memory. Uh, probably. Well, I haven't in a long time. It, uh, it, 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 it's in grated cheese in general in American markets. So it's not just at Domino's. 
grated cheese is uh, they put in all this crazy stuff to keep it from sticking in the bag because oh, if, okay. if you take a block of cheese and you grate it and then you put it in the refrigerator for later, you'll notice it doesn't just fall apart beautifully like the grated cheese. So that's always been like a hack around the fluoride thing part. I've, I've been so perplexed by that from the beginning. I had learned early on what it was being used for. Uh, and I came from, uh, my mother was a very, uh, very food conscious, very one of those in my childhood that ate at, you know, everything health food market. Now, people that have regular markets now that sell health food don't understand that back in the 70s, there were places called health food markets. And that's a separate thing from the regular grocery store, but it was kind of hippy-dippy back then. But I grew up on that. I grew up on those kinds of foods. And the thing about fluoride is I remember seeing in the health food market on the flyers there, the whole thing about the origins of fluoride. And also so many people don't want to hear about its use in Nazi Germany. Whatever you think about what's going on in World War II, fluoride's at play there as well. Well, it wasn't the paperclip Nazis that got it introduced into the water supply here. Oh yeah. They brought it, it all. It's yeah. all been part and parcel and it, it, absolutely does contribute to tooth decay and this is what this is how twisted around people are and how willing people are to believe those that they perceive in authority of them and the way engineered society is the way human beings are have been domesticated we're taught that these people with the coats on or the uniforms, these people know better than us. And there is no authority above that. Now this breaks a lot of rules. This is, a, you know, if you're a spiritual person or a religious person, that's already a red flag. But if you're just a thinking person and a person that's curious about stuff, you just don't give away your own authority of questioning stuff that you're taking into your body and the health of your family. You just don't do that. But as we saw with this experiment that went on the last two years, still going it looks on. like half the planet, you know, half the realm has pulled up to this without actually being sensible and questioning it. And then there, we all saw this landslide, everyone that questioned it, we became crazed because we're questioning something that is this this absolutely uh, ridiculous under emergency act of of what of something that everyone was going to get over anyway. It's it's been an interesting psychological experiment as far as I mean it's been an interesting experiment all around. But to look at the psychology of people and how they're doing and how they're doing in the face of something brand new to them that is absolutely experimental, that was told it would they were told it was experimental emergency act to control this. And so fear over fear, you know, the the people in control, the people you're supposed to trust when when in fact like you said bart this is all an inversion this is all an upside down world right now if i 
in this place where we are, everything I hear coming from these sources, I think the opposite is literally <laughs> the truth. <laughs> well, you know, when they fake the moon landing, uh, my book, Moon Man, reveals, and you can get it at sabrell.com, that we have a deathbed eyewitness who was there when they filmed Apollo 11 at his military base. He was chief of security. He stood beside President Johnson while they filmed Apollo 11, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of 1968. Now, Johnson was eligible for re-election, and he refused to run. And no one understood why. The Democratic Party said, we're going to nominate you anyway. And he says, I still will not run. I believe it's because he knew the faking of the moon landing would occur in the next term. And who knew that would work? What if you got caught faking the moon landing as president of the United States? And think about this. So he passes his hot potato to Nixon. And that, of course, shows you that Republican Democrat, that's a scam to get us fighting each other rather than the evil people who run the world because blue Democrat Johnson, you know, organized the faking of the moon landing and red Republican Nixon gave it a thumbs up. Nixon is the president of the country going to the moon and he does not show up for the launch. Can you imagine once they got <laughs> away with faking it, then he showed up for a later launch. Why would you not show up for the launch of going to the moon the first time because he knew it was fake. And if they got caught for all time, there'd be that picture of him smiling and shaking the hands of Neil Armstrong beforehand. He was literally <laughs> distancing himself from it. I say all that to say the following. I suspect that when they got away with it, they were elated with to the degree to which they got away with it because people wanted to believe it. There was, you know, the Vietnam War going on, and this gave him a pep rally, something to cheer about and feel good about and feel prideful about. And I suspect that they got away with faking the moon landing to even a greater degree than they ever imagined. And the same is true with this little scenario that's been going on for the last two years. When you have total strangers coming up to you and screaming, where's your mask? Yeah. Not realizing that if masks work and they're wearing one, why do I need to wear a mask to make their mask work? Right. You have people literally out of their mind, paranoid of germs or paranoid of this or whatever. And I think just like the fake moon landing, this little thing they've been doing for two years was even more successful than they ever possibly imagined. I mean, there's not been a pandemic in the history of the world that lasted more than 18 months. We're going on two and a half years now, <laughs> and people are still wearing masks when they're in the car by themselves. Yes, I mean, smoking a they, cigarette. Who do they think? Who do they think they're? You know, they're they're protecting. Yeah, and then I, you know, bump into people who um, are like, "Where's your mask? Where's your mask? Where's your mask?" And then they go outside to light up a cigarette, like they're so concerned about dying from COVID, but have no care that they die from cancer, which is a little bit more of a guarantee. You know? Well, then they head to McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's. Oh my gosh! Well, this you know, back. McDonald's. Let me say, it's very good food. If you've been on a deserted island for ten years and haven't eaten in thirty days, it's excellent. But I would say that's the only condition. 
Well, you could have taken that McDonald's 10 years ago with you to that island and it would still, still look be good. the same. <laughs> yeah, it would still look fresh and fabulous 10 years later. So well, apparently there's a there's a webcam allegedly in Iceland somewhere on a Big Mac and an order of fries in a 10 gallon <laughs> aquarium that's been there for like four years and you can still see it. Yes. You know, yep, and it yep. looks about 80% the same as the day it was bought. Yeah, yeah, they've been doing that. And it, I think this goes to show us, well, when they made that big switch over to vegetable oils too, I mean, this was major. There's so many correlations with serious health issues related to vegetable oils. And the studies are just off the chart. All the information's out there and we understand difference in well a lot of people don't understand how you get those vegetable oils which is all byproduct which was what they were doing taking care of byproduct this is a fluoride story this seems to be a general hazardous waste story in our collective and you know we started to see a lot of crazy common illnesses now that were not common before that mcdonald's was one of those places where they were using lard and they had a shareholder in, I think it was Wesson. I can't remember his name again, early for me, but he, uh, he, he strong armed this, I think publicly. I can't remember the full story here. It's out there though, for people to look up and got McDonald's to switch over to vegetable oils. Now, if you're alive long enough, like I am, I remember how good those fries were before they switched. Oh my God, McDonald's fries were so good. They were so good when they were fried in lard. Oh, oh delicious. And the, the, the difference was night and day for me as a little kid. It was unbelievable. We all knew McDonald's saying it was healthier for everyone. You know, they made it a healthy thing, right? Heart healthy. And They're still so pushing seed oils. I mean, seed oils are a big part of the, uh, the food pyramid still. It's a big part of the fuckery and it's yes. it'll make you very, very sick. And the thing is with sickness is that these things that are slow kill, like fluoride and seed oils and all, all kinds of all these Aluminum. different additives. Yeah. That are in, in our food, not just the cellulose that they put in everything to make filler because, you know, originally technically they were throwing that in in flowers and stuff mm. and it was just it was just sawdust then now it's sawdust plus all these additives uh this stuff is slow kill people don't understand it that the big mac you're eating you've been eating for however long that will slowly break down your internal organs your system your biosphere and cause you all these adverse reactions but years of doing it or years later just like fluoride this is a slow burn it's hard to tag it to original source and this is where things fall off the table especially with studies i was looking at something today bar or not today yesterday where some studies some of these scientists early on were saying some things need 10, 20, 30 years of observation. And the standard is five years. And this is for stuff they're actually testing. So forget about the vaccines that are going around right now, where they're just all of a sudden presenting them to people that have no study, except for in the field, as we're seeing, as 
all these people are all of a sudden getting weird cancers, weird diseases, or people that have beat cancer, the cancers are coming back. Olivia Newton-John's a great example um, because that just happened yesterday. Uh, there's so much tied in here, but if it's not, I ate this yesterday and tomorrow I am, you know, I'm feeling bad today. And then you hear the next day they died. That's easy for people to put together, but this slower methodical illness and then death related to these things, people don't have the long legs to understand how they got to where they are sickness wise. Well, you know, it kind of proves itself because just like having to get four shots proves that the shot doesn't work. Uh, with technology improving over time, why then are longevity rates going down and fertility rates going down if technology is improving, which it is. So the only way that longevity can be going down and fertility rates can be going down with technology improving is if it's deliberate. That's the only explanation. It's 100% deliberate for where we are. I mean, I don't even, I actually don't even bother a lot now. People are very hunkered down, but I wanted to round back to the moon landing. So in our day, all of y'all here, Jerry and Bart, uh, it was something to question the moon landing, say before all the modern technology we are enjoying now when you could look at all that and go hmm, now in the world where I can have these programs on my computer that are doing like pro cuts and all these editing programs with effects and all this on my computer that came with it <laughs> and get a better moon landing video made from nothing just with me and my computer, then what they tried to push off on us in 1969 is ridiculous. You look at it now with modern tech eyes and you can't, how, do, how does anyone now that actually revisits it, looks at, looks at what they showed us on the TV, that, how, that, that really great satellite call. I mean, how they have such great satellite. <laughs> that, I mean, that, that delay time was amazing. I still have trouble on cell phones these days. So in some places, let alone talking about trying to talk to someone on the moon. In one of Bart's movies, he's got the the CIA talking, you know, don't forget the delay. Yeah, but they still don't. It's not enough. It's not enough to, it made sense then because we didn't know anything about any of that. But now it's just like that alone. But then if you go and you visit when they tour this stuff sometimes, you know, like, that made it to the moon <laughs> like that the the stuff looks so flimsy the technology they actually said went there and came back looks so flimsy like i wouldn't want to get into what i saw and go across the road and <laughs> so, <laughs> it looks like a homeless tent from portland I would totally so if we just take away the stigma if we just presented all this to kids that don't know any better, but are living in the modern world right now that have all the tech they have right now on their phones to do deep fakes, to do all kinds of really crazy stuff they throw up on TikTok and all these other 
videos, they're going to laugh because it looks ridiculous to, to eyes that have grown up with technology. But see, we're dinosaurs, you know, effectively uh, from Gen X and, and late boomers that it was, it was something to behold because we didn't know better, Bart. Well, it's amazing that people who make fun of people who believe in God through faith, that they are living their life of faith, except rather than faith in the entity that created the whole universe, your brain, your eye, every plant and animal, they're putting faith in corporations like Pfizer that has been indicted so far over $4 billion <laughs> for making fraudulent claims about their products. They're putting faith in the news, faith and Pfizer, even though they've been indicted for $4 billion of fraud, faith in this, faith that the moon landings are real, faith that 9-11 was done by uh, you know, Saudi Arabian <laughs> terrorists with box cutters. And uh, they don't realize they're living by faith, except their faith they're putting into criminal corporations and criminal people. Yes. Why would you want to put your faith in criminals? I mean, I would I would rather put my faith even into the zany possibility that God is invisible yet nevertheless existent and made the entire universe. I think that's a safer bet. Well, see, here's the thing. This does divide a lot of people and and it, you know, maybe it should, but one of the things I, I keep trying to do is is just trying I, tr I try to reach out to the logic in a person and and step away from from all that that that's that's logical to me but just asking serious questions like seriously is this technology up to par do you really think that that could get to the moon if we've been to the moon and we can't get to the moon and they tell us they can't we can't get to the moon because we what lost the technology or the papers or I can't even remember what that is. I mean, does they, this make sense to anyone? Well, yeah, I mean, you can prove just like with the uh, the vaccines that you need four of them within two years proof proves that it doesn't work. You can prove through simple logic that the moon landings are fake, because today with 21st century technology, the farthest that NASA can send an astronaut away from the Earth is only 250 miles vertically. So right. make a city 250 miles away, make that vertical. That's as far as they can send an astronaut today with 50 years better technology than in 1969. So the moon <laughs> is 1,000 times farther than that. So what they're really claiming is that in 1969, when all of NASA combined had one millionth the computing power of a cell phone, that they had <laughs> 1,000 times greater technology back then than they do today. I mean, it boggles the mind because that's actually what they're claiming, right. that they can send astronauts 1,000 times farther into space with 1960s technology on the first attempt than they can today. I mean, they're they're talking about this probe that's allegedly going to orbit the moon without landing and without people. The one that allegedly is launching at the end of the month, that took 18 years to develop 
with 21st century technology that's five decades newer than the moon technology. So somehow with five decades older technology with one millionth of computing power, they were able to walk on the moon and only eight years after setting the goal when just to orbit the moon with an unmanned vehicle took 18 years with 50 years better technology. Explain that one. <laughs> That's right. what and I'm saying. They've even come out and said, uh, so I, my big hang up with the whole moon landing thing is the Van Allen radiation belts <clears throat> that, that I don't think humans are able to pass through it. And NASA's even come out and said, we don't have the technology to send people through the radiation belt safely. I mean, that's, there's a video on YouTube where they say that, you know, I think it was for the Artemis mission. They were talking about how, oh, we can't, or maybe it was Atlas. I don't remember which one, but they're like, yeah, we... it's uh, on my website. Just go to sabrell.com. Okay. Click great. on the top link called Moonman video links. And you'll see that as one of the links. The yeah. book is interactive. I basically write a chapter and I say, now stop. Yeah. Go to sabrell.com, click on Moon Man video link number one, and that way you'll know what I'm about to talk about. There's 15 links throughout the book, and one of them is NASA's own scientists saying that this radiation belt that most people don't know about that doesn't start until 1,000 miles above the Earth and extends a thickness of at least 30,000 miles, that the technology to survive going through that radiation and not dying has yet to be invented. So if the technology to survive going through this severe radiation has yet to be invented, then how did they go through it 50 years ago? <laughs> right. And when I called up NASA to talk to the guy, they said, well, he doesn't give interviews anymore. And of then course. I said, okay, well, you <laughs> sent an unmanned probe recently into these radiation belts and the unmanned probe had two Geiger counters on it, right? This is taxpayer funded. It's uh, send me those Geiger counter readings. And they said, it's a military secret. I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> when, you send a, when you send a probe to the sun, is the amount of hydrogen in the sun a military secret? No, it's just a part of nature. When you send a probe to Jupiter to find out how much helium is in the atmosphere, is the amount of helium in Jupiter's atmosphere a military secret? No, it's just a part of nature. So why would the amount of radiation surrounding the earth why would that be a military secret unless revealing it would prove the impossibility of the Apollo crews to go through it, which is exactly why it's a military secret. Mm. It boggles the mind. I mean, they virtually admitting multiple times that they didn't go to the moon. You have a space shuttle astronaut saying, we hope to eventually go to the moon. Yeah. And then you have them deliberately destroying, just like Nish said, they destroyed not only the original videotapes right before Ron Howard was going to transfer them to HD and project them on an IMAX screen. They lost two tons of videotapes. They also <laughs> intentionally destroyed all the original hardware, all the schematics, all the blueprints, and all the telemetry data that told them where the rocket actually was. Now, this cost in today's dollars an equivalent of $200 billion. Now, imagine Bill Gates spending $200 billion to build the first computer. It worked fabulous. 
Then when he's done, he takes the hardware, the blueprints, the electronic diagrams, and throws them into a furnace and destroys them. That's what they did. Now, if you really went to the moon and really spent $200 billion, the last thing you would do is destroy that investment. Now, if you perpetrated a fraud and you could prove through the electronic diagrams and the fuel ratios that it never left Earth orbit, then you would destroy everything. So the fact that they destroyed everything is actually proof of the fraud, because if they really went, they would never do that. I agree. It's stunning. And I, I really admire the work you've done, Bart, and, and the way you have collated all this and the way you present it. This is, it's stunning to look at when you start putting this much of the puzzle together for people. And this is what kind of scares me a little bit is that in the face of all this that looks extremely logical, but when you have all the receipts from people involved directly and you're applying critical thinking and logic and you're setting your emotional response aside, and then you still choose to go with the indoctrination, <laughs> you know, it, it just says so much to me. I kind of want to get to some of the end game with you. What well, yeah. You yeah, seeing how we're about to wrap up, uh, one of the key interviews, and you can go to sabrell.com, and I think at the bottom, there's a Brighteon link, and uh, you can go see. I basically took the uh, Michael Yearden interview that the High Wire did. I edited out the questions, and I basically cut the length in half with virtually the same content. And he basically follows it step by step. Number one, this you know is not a real pandemic it's no worse than the seasonal flu number two the reason why they're faking it is to trick people to getting these injections number three the injections are lethal over the long term and therefore they must be intentionally trying to lower the population by hundreds of millions of people i take it to the next step well why are they trying to do that now, most of us in the alternative media know about Eisenhower's famous uh, deep state warning. Now, remember, he said this January 19th, 1961, his last day as president after being president for eight years. He was afraid to say it while he was president. He warned us that the military industrial complex, deep state, CIA, whatever you want to call them, is infiltrating taking over the democracy and making it a secret dictatorship. He was so afraid to say it while in office, he said at his last day, Kennedy tried to do something about it. And you know what happened to him for doing so. And Eisenhower rightly preserved his life, I suppose, by saying it as he left office. So in the same thread as that, Janet Napolitano, former Homeland Security director, she had something to get off her chest the last day she was in office. Very interesting. She said the following virtually word for word, a natural disaster is on its way that has never occurred in the United States before. Okay, there's actually three clues here. What is coming is a natural disaster. Number two, this particular natural disaster has never happened in the 245 years of America. And thirdly, and most importantly, it's a natural disaster that somehow you could know about years in advance. Now, we've had hurricanes, volcanoes, 
earthquakes, and you certainly can't predict those years in advance. What natural disaster has never happened to America that you could know about years in advance? The only thing I can come up with is a cosmic event from outer space, mm -hmm. a comet, an asteroid, or a rogue planet, because you can know to the day, 25 years, 50 years, 100 years in advance before an asteroid strikes the earth. And if you believe in the Bible, that's what Jesus said. What are the signs of the end of the age? He said, there will be signs in the heavens. He says, the stars will fall like ripe figs. I think that's a meteor storm. Yes. He said, there will be the tossing and turning of the seas. Now, if the moon causes a minor tossing and turning of the seas in the tidal effect, something that would cause a global dramatic tossing and turning of the seas could potentially be a rogue planet seven times bigger than the earth coming near the earth. Something like that, which would also cause meteor storms, earthquakes, and so forth. So I believe the elite people who run the world, they know about this. They, if they let this event happen, it could wipe out half the population of the earth in six months. So they're doing a pre-burn. They are in advance lowering the population of people that they consider to be going to die anyway during this cosmic event. And they're doing it in an incremental way so that when the cosmic event happens, it won't be such a shock to their world because they want to be able to travel and go to restaurants and so forth. And I think that's what these injections are all about. It's to lower the population in preparation for a cosmic event of some kind, comet, asteroid like that which I suspect will happen before 2030. You know, it said in the Bible also, first by water, then by fire. And if you think about some celestial event happening, that makes, to me, it makes, there's some sense there. I can mm. see this. Yeah, in Second Peter, it says the earth will be destroyed by fire. Mm -hmm. And it says the elements will be laid bare. We have 92 elements and if you lay them bare, that means the earth is destroyed. In mm -hmm. fact, God says so. He says the old earth will be done away with, destroyed by fire, and there will be a new heaven and a new earth. The Bible also says in Revelation that the kings and rulers of the world will go into caves and holes in the ground mm -hmm. to escape what is coming upon the earth. They just opened up Cheyenne Mountain which is a cave and a hole in the ground yep. to go into to escape what is coming upon the earth. So you're seeing, did I hear you say earlier 2030? I think before 2030, that event is likely going to happen. Now, like I said, many people, uh, according to the Bible, the book of Joel, which is quoted in the book of Acts, many believers will have visions of the future in the last days. There was a gentleman who received a vision that the Pope was going to resign years ago. He went on TV and radio and said so. Everyone said, you're an idiot. It's never happened. It happened. About a year ago, he had a dream. And in the dream, he saw this big rock falling out of the sky, hitting the ocean off the coast of San Diego, mm -hmm. causing a tidal wave to come in hundreds of miles in the southwestern United States. And get this, in the dream, he was told the name of the rock. Mm -hmm. The name of the rock was called Apophis. 
So yeah. he calls up a friend at the Pentagon and says, what's Apophis? And they said, how do you know about that? He says, I don't know. What do I know? <laughs> he says, well, that's near Earth asteroid supposed to make a near a pass of the Earth on, I think it's April, uh, April 13th, 2029. Now, when they first discovered it about seven years ago, they said the odds of it hitting the Earth on April 13th, 2029 is a 2% chance. That's actually pretty high considering it would probably end up killing through domino effect half the people on the earth then a few days later they said no no no, we were wrong you know how bad we are at math nasa says uh it's only <laughs> one 150 thousandths of one percent so they admit it's going to come below the communication satellites this author who had the vision asked his friends at the pentagon do they know for certain that it's not going to hit the earth they said no it's just a guess and we have to remember that we've talked about dolores cahill she's a you know an experienced virologist biologist she said these injections are going to kill people somewhere between three and five years the average yes. of that is four years most people got the shot in 2021 you add four years to that, that's 2025. Yes. Where do I know that year before? <laughs> because the Deagle report that came out in 2016 yep. projected 10 years into, actually it came out in 2015. They projected 10 years into the future and they showed like a 80, originally an 85% reduction down to 54 million people in the year 2025 and then in 2016 rather than projecting 10 years ahead in 2026 they stuck with 2025 they said oh we'll raise it a little bit the u.s is going to be depopulated down to 68 million and then in 2017 instead of going 10 years ahead to 2027 projection they stayed again at 2025 like that's a significant year now they have us only down to 93 million which is a reduction of 68 percent so what percentage of the u.s population got the shot 68 percent they show great britain's population going down by 85 percent what percentage of great britain got the shot 85 percent all the countries that got the non-mnrna shot mexico central and south america and asia they show population increases for the year 2025. I did research, Deagle is a legitimate corporation founded by a Rockefeller Foundation member who's been doing multiple reports for many years for the Pentagon. This PDF that I got an original of, I think from their 2016 or 2017 projections, does every country in the world, their GDP, their population, their military budget projected for the year 2025. How did they know this in advance? The only way you can know the future is if you're God or a prophet thereof, or if you make it happen and it's on your agenda. <laughs> True. Oh my goodness. There's also that uh, Air Force predictions for 2025 too, uh, uh, about the land masses and what, uh, like where water will be by that time. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, that could have something to do with a rogue planet, mm -hmm. um, you know, passing by the earth and causing the tidal weight effects that Jesus spoke of in the Bible. It would also cause meteor showers, which Jesus spoke of. It would also cause an increase of earthquakes, which Jesus spoke of as well. Most people don't know this, but prior to the year 705 BC, every calendared civilization of the world, like the Mayans, 
the Chinese and the Hebrews, they had a 360 day year. Yep. And right after 705 BC, it suddenly went to 365. So it went from a 360 day year before 705 BC to suddenly 365. So that means the earth was pulled further away from the sun slightly and caused an increased distance, which added five days, extra days than was original. The only thing that could pull the earth further away from the sun would be something larger than the earth. Hmm. If you go to planet7x.net, Gil Broussard has beautiful charts that shows that this rogue planet has happened in the past and very likely is God's chosen instrument for the end time tribulation. So you can uh, you know, go to his website. Feel free to go to sabrell.com as well. And check out uh, my YouTube links. I also, if you scroll to the very bottom, just released a smartphone board game called Seven. It's kind of Bible-based, a seven-by-seven board with seven pieces each that have to move seven spaces every turn. They're angels battling to surround the throne of God on a checkerboard type pattern. So there you go. I have have another question, if you will indulge me. Okay. Uh, so what I'm seeing, Bart, right now, and I think most people with these eyes to see are noticing it, and we've seen the slow trickle up, but it's really becoming so obvious now, is what I'm calling, I'm seeing an invasion. It looks to me demonic, like there's a lot of possession going on. Now, there's a lot of chatter about how this could all be you know, tied into the canon. This is all tied into these times and of course tied into the jab. But I'm actually noticing that people are seeming very, very dark and nasty in ways that I would attribute to possession. And and it seems to be growing. Are you actually noticing this as well with, with that particular set of eyes to see this? Well, the thing is, uh, most things are cut and dry. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. You could say, well, I'm only one week pregnant or I'm only, you know, five months pregnant. Pregnant is pregnant. Dead is dead. Hey, I'm only dead three days. I'm, I'm dead three weeks, you know? <laughs> and so either someone has the spirit of God in them, in them or they do not. Yes. Now, when you don't have the spirit of God in you, that creates a vacuum and only demonic forces are going to enter therein. So people are either possessed by God's spirit or possessed by fallen angel spirit. When a person comes up to you, a total stranger, and starts foaming at the mouth and screaming at you in a store that you're not wearing an oxygen deprivation mask like they are, I say that person is possessed. And so Maybe they're afraid to die and afraid of COVID and afraid of germs because they don't believe in God and this life is all that they have. People who actually get down on their knees and worship Lucifer are probably very few people. Nevertheless, you know, by if Bill Gates is an atheist and George Soros is an atheist, they may not intentionally worship Lucifer, but when they are void of God in their soul, then the demonic forces are going to come in and whisper, and that's where they get their ideas from. So they are worshiping Lucifer, whether they realize it or not. There's only two forces in the world, good or evil, light or darkness, true or lies. And that's the unique thing. I talk about this at the beginning of the book, Moon Man. You know, when you kill somebody, there's a dead body and there's the 
widow and the orphan kids. When you steal something, hey, there's that blank space in your apartment and there's that big new TV in my apartment. <laughs> but when you lie, where is it? You see, and the first sin committed on earth wasn't adultery, it wasn't thievery, it wasn't murder, it was a lie. And a lie is the most ethereal sin you can't put your hand on it you can't how many people are in jail for lying so few and yet it's the most pervasive you know sin going on in the world and it's the tool of most world leaders because that's how they can lead people astray absolutely yeah that yes thank you it's well put and uh, one of the things that just seems to be amping no matter where you look and i try to track all this stuff is people just snapping off, doing crazy, absolutely crazy things out of nowhere. And then you hear their family saying, I, you know, so-and-so has <laughs> never it's perfectly been perfectly like normal. This. <laughs> this well, you know, they, I think they've, been, they've already always had those entities inside of them. Yeah. And world events, uh, rather than that water simmering, it's boiling. But the water was already in the pot. Mm. And so just circumstances are causing them to kind of poke out these last day events people are getting you know losing their temper you, yes. you know you can be drunk on alcohol but you could be drunk on anger you could be drunk on lust you could be drunk on fear yes and, and so that's what possession is it's anything that's not of a sober mind oh, that is very well put thank you that's why that. they call the store they warn you right on advance where they're selling these intoxicants uh, wine and spirits. spirits. <laughs> it's right there. It's always right there in our phases. Yep. Well, this has been fantastic speaking with you. Thank you so much, uh, Bart. Did you want to, I know you've already plugged your site. Do you want to plug it some more before we? Sure. Just go to Sabrell, my last name, S is in Sam, I, B is in boy, R, E, L, sabrell.com mm -hmm. and you can get a copy of my book moon man the true story of a filmmaker on the cia hit list which discloses the actual location where apollo 11 was filmed the cia code name a list of 15 people who were in attendance all given to me by the chief of security of that base on his deathbed all this stuff is newly released in the book at sabrell.com right and it's been a great honor and a pleasure to absolutely have you here and thank you for my showing up a couple minutes late <laughs> oh no problem no problem <laughs> this is this is wonderful so we'll certainly be sending people your way you yep. are you're trailblazing and so we thank you for the hard work yes thank you so much well remember anything less than immortality is a complete waste of time and the faking of the moon landing and covid and all those things are really just symptoms of a fallen world and we need to do what we can to get right with God, stay right with God, and help others do the same. I hear that. Amen. Amen. Great. Great. Thank cool. you, Bart. Thanks, Bart. Sure. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>